Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. This is your host, Dane Kramer, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you for downloading this. If you'd like to know more information about me or this podcast, just go to The Thinking Christian. That's all one word, thethinkingchristian.us. And there you'll find my website. You'll find plenty of resources that you can browse through. You can find all the previously released podcasts. You'll also find a way to subscribe to this podcast so that if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of it, you can just type in your email there in the subscription box. And every time a new podcast is released, you'll get it. Or you can go to uh, Apple iTunes, you can go to Stitcher, you can go to Android, um, or any, uh, any of your favorite podcast apps and uh, type in uh, this podcast. You should be able to search it and find it and subscribe there. That way you'll get all the uh, newest releases as soon as they're off the press. Okay, um, well, I'm going to kind of pick up a little bit with last week's podcast. I had quite a bit of uh, response since uh, posting the last podcast of Does God Speak? And um, it was interesting. Uh, it was Actually, what was interesting about it is I thought maybe some people were going to kind of object to some of the things I said, but the, the contrary was the truth. There were a lot of people who seemed to, to uh, coincide with it, and it resonated with them. And so that was kind of cool uh, to know that this thought was also the thought of a lot of people. So I'm going to kind of pick up where I left off a little bit, a little bit, or at least uh, I'll take a tangent from that last thought about God speaking. And I'm going to talk about how do I know the will of God? Uh, you know, if God is speaking to me, if God is trying to convey something to me, you know, and if that is his will, then how do I know it? Or, or I guess I should say, how do I know the will of God for me? Now, this is a question that I hear frequently. Uh, it came up in our home Bible study not long ago. Somebody was talking about how they were really trying to find their purpose and, and trying to find their God's will for their life. And, and uh, so, it, it, I mean, it's just frequent. I hear people talking about it, and I have thought about it. I mean, I don't know how somebody could not. Somebody who's a follower of Jesus Christ would have to at some point think, well, what does Jesus want me to do? I mean, what does he, what is he calling me to do? And so I want to talk about that today because if he's calling us, we certainly want to be in tune to that and we certainly want to know what he's saying. Now, I think we could probably divide God's will up uh, for us in two general categories. One would be his specific will for us and one would be his general will for us. And I think uh, they're different. His specific will for us might be something God is specifically calling you or me to do, which might be different than someone else. For example, maybe he's calling you to be a pastor, or maybe he's calling you to do some sort of very specific ministry uh, that he's not calling other people to do. And so that would be his uh, specific will for you. But then there's the general will of God, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I think it's the specific will of God, however, that really kind of intrigues people. And I think, to be honest with you, I think that's what most people want to know. They want to know what is God's specific will for me. And I got to tell you, I have no clue what God's specific will is for you. Um, you know, maybe right now you're wondering, wow, do I do I 
get married to this person? Do I go to this college? Do I uh, skip college and go right into this employment? Do I pick this job over that job? Um, do I uh, go to this this college or that college? Uh, do I, you know, I mean, the list could go on and on and on of the things that we want to do. You know, I remember years ago reading the uh, biography of George Mueller. Uh, he was a um, I guess he's a 19th century pastor who um, talked about how he prayed over everything. I mean, he prayed over everything. Uh, if he was going to the supermarket to purchase bread, he would pray over it. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm not suggesting that he would walk into the supermarket and say, God, do you want me to get whole wheat or white? But I think he just prayed about the things that he was going to do. You know, I'm going to the, the supermarket, Lord, lead me to make the right choices, things like that. And uh, I think it's a great idea to, to, be pray, or to be praying to be led by God, uh, even, even in the little choices. Uh, of course, George Mueller prayed over the big choices. Uh, he, he made some huge decisions in his life, and he prayed over them, and I think he believed that God opened certain doors and that he led him uh, along certain paths. So, I do think that God leads, but the question is how, and how do we know what God's leading is? I've talked to many uh, Christians over the years who shared with me that they believe that God very specifically called them, told them, spoke to them to do things like go into the ministry or to uh, you know, attend a certain college or go this way or go that way. And... Um, that's good. I mean, if, if God has spoken to some people in a very specific way uh, and told them and gave them very specific instructions for a specific time and, and place, good. Uh, you know, good. Um, but I have to say that I've never really received that. Um, not that I know of. I remember quite a few years ago, it was back in the uh, early 90s, if I'm not mistaken. And no, it was in the late 90s. Um, I was at that time serving as a uh, a local pastor, a licensed local licensed pastor in United Methodist Church. Uh, I was working full time, and my district superintendent came to me and he said, "Dane, we have this other church. Um, they're looking for a full time pastor, and I suggested that they consider you." I was flattered, and uh, but he said, "You know, if you're interested in this, it is going to require you to quit your full time job." Uh, to uh, move out of the town that you live in and go to this other town and serve there. And that was a bit of a struggle for me. And I considered doing that. And I, I liked my job that I was doing at the time. Uh, and I, I knew probably it would be a bit of a paycheck cut to go from that to uh, pastoring. Also, the idea of packing up and leaving uh, was a difficult decision, a decision to make. My children uh, didn't live with me full-time at that moment, and so I would actually have to kind of leave them, uh, at least uh, on a temporary basis. And then how that was going to go over. And so I was really struggling with wondering how I should make this decision and what I should decide. And I prayed about it, but God didn't give me any specific instructions. He didn't say, this is what I want you to do. This is not what I want you to do. I didn't get anything. I've talked to people. I didn't get any sense that uh, one way or the other as to what I was going to do or what I was supposed to do. 
So after praying about it and thinking about it, I thought, well, if this door is from the Lord and he wants me to walk through it, then I will do it. And so I called my district superintendent back up and I said, yeah, you know what? I'll take it. If, if they'll have me, I'll do this. And I, it was, I'll be honest with you, I was a little frightened. I, I was a little, uh, uh, just a little anxious about the whole thing because it was going to be a, a huge life change uh, if, if I was going to accept this. So um, I put my name in. I said, yeah, okay, if they'll have me, I'll, I'll come. And uh, went about two weeks and the district superintendent called me back and he said, hey, I want to inform you that the church decided on someone else. I was a little surprised. I thought, okay. But at the same time, I was relieved. I thought, oh, okay. All right, well, that's that's fine. Okay, you know, I, I said I would, but they said no, and it was out of my hands. I figured the Lord must have shut that door. About two weeks later, uh, the same superintendent called me back up and said, hey, the man that they picked, he said no, so you're back in. I said, okay. So um, prayed about it and kind of anxiously waited for the phone to ring. I thought for sure this was going to happen, that uh, that this was you know something that was going to occur because their first pick – didn't you know it didn't happen and so I figured I probably might have been their second I didn't know and I expected the phone to ring any day but it didn't matter of fact I think it went a couple of weeks and I called the superintendent back up and I said oh what's going on he said oh I forgot to tell you uh, they picked someone else <laughs> and uh, okay that's that's fine and it was fine uh, it really was so twice this door seemed to open twice I prayed about it Twice I was willing to go through it, but twice the door uh, was shut on me. And, you know, looking back, I'm thankful that it was. I think for me, that was the best thing at the time. I have no idea what that's all about. You know, some might say, well, God was testing you. Maybe he was. I don't know. I never got that sense one way or the other. I just, I was just, you know, willing to go through that door if it would remain open, but it didn't. And I moved on. But, um, you know, in that situation, and I, I look back at that a lot and I think about some of the lessons that I learned out of that. You know, and one is God didn't speak specifically to me. He didn't say, Dane, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. Or he didn't say, Dane, don't do this either. I mean, he, I, I didn't get anything. I, I didn't get any sense uh, from God. All that I had was my own reasoning, you know, to think about the pros and the cons of it. I had faithful men and women around me who I talked to, who prayed with me. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about whether or not I had the gifts and the graces to, to do this job and to, to, you know, to move forward with it if it would open up. And that's all I had. And, um in the end, it wasn't something apparently that God wanted for me, and that door has always remained closed. And you know, since then, I have to say that when I've made difficult decisions or big life-changing decisions, I never really got a word from the Lord. I never heard God saying, take this job or don't take that job or marry this person or don't marry that person. I mean, I never I never heard God's voice telling me to go forward or not to go forward. Uh, and in all of the cases since then, I've relied on the same way, the same uh, method to get maybe God's will for me. And that is I prayed about it. I thought about it. I talked to people about it, trustworthy people, people who knew the Lord, and tried to, to see if they were getting a sense or a different sense as to whether this was a good thing or a bad thing for me to do. And in every situation, as far as I can tell, it worked out. And so over the years, my, had, my advice to people who are looking for 
leading uh, from God. They're, they're looking to know whether they should take this job or that job or go to this college or marry this person and so on and so forth. I kind of lean on that method that I learned. And that is, you know, if you're not getting anything specific from God, if, if you're not getting, uh, you know, an angel visiting you in your bedroom or you're not getting sky riding across the sky or, you know, you're not getting anything very specific, then maybe what you should do is sit down and just reason through it. God did give you reasoning powers. He did give you logic. He did give you a thinking process. And maybe that's what you ought to employ. Think through it. Is this a reasonable choice to make? Is this a good choice? Is this a faithful choice? Now, the second thing I, I think that we should also do is talk to people about the choices we're going to make. Proverbs 11.14 says that in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. And I think that that's where we find wisdom. We find wisdom when we talk to a multitude of counselors. So I, I always recommend when we're nearing those big life changing decisions to make that we talk to people you know sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees we can't see the things that are right in front of us we, we just can't sense, sense it and i know i'm i'm that way yeah, there might be big decisions to make and i just can't discern maybe good from bad or right from wrong or left from right and but someone who is not as emotionally invested in this might be able to see it more clearly and so not just one person, but a multitude, Proverbs says. Go to a multitude of counsels, more than one, and talk to them and say, hey, listen, this is the choice that I'm thinking about making. What am I missing? Or, or what are you seeing when you look at this? Or, uh, how do you think this will be a fit? Do I have the gifts, the graces in my life to handle this or that? Or do you see this as something that's, that's not good? And, and listen to those people. Uh, listen to what they have to say because they might be able to see more clearly in that instance than you are. And, and lastly, if you're trying to make a, a, a decision and you, you pray about it, you think about it reasonably, you talk to your friends about it or the people who know the Lord and you kind of get their input from it. And let's say you still don't know which is the right way to go. Well, unless, in my opinion, unless God has made himself clear, it's abundantly clear what you should be doing, then he must be leaving the choice up to you. And I think if we're faithful in our, our decision making, if we are praying about it, if we are really seeking God's best in, in our situation for it, he's not going to let us fail. And that doesn't mean that we might make a choice and it doesn't work out. It may not work out, but in that, he might show himself. A very good friend of mine a number of years ago started a, um, a, a Christ-centered, Christ-based recovery uh, house. And I became part of that ministry for a while, uh, taking guys in who were struggling with uh, chemical ad addictions and trying to get them clean. And, and it, was a, it was a fantastic ministry, and, and lives were seriously changed because of it. Uh, and I met a lot of great guys in, in, the, in, in that ministry. Um, but the ministry didn't last. Um, it fell through because of financial problems. Uh, it lasted for a few years, and then it, it just kind of went by the wayside. And it was a little confusing because we thought God was in it. And I think God it was in it. I think God was part of that. But for whatever reason, it didn't last. Um, but that doesn't mean the decision to go forward with that was a bad one. I mean, it, that's just the way it was. It was there for a season, and then it 
went away. But in that, I still found that God was faithful. Even sometimes when we're in situations that look like they're failing, God can show himself to be faithful. You might be in, in, in the midst of a situation where you think, wow, you know, I thought this is where God wanted be, me to be and nothing's working out. Well, it may be true. Nothing is working out for you. But maybe what God is trying to do is show you a side of himself that you wouldn't otherwise see unless you're in that right now. So I think sometimes God can even bring us through situations that appear to be failing to show his great strength his great power, and his great grace. So in a way, as long as we're being faithful in our our decision-making, faithful to him, seeking his best, we can't lose. I mean, we, we can't lose because if we allow him to show himself, I believe he will show how victorious he can be in our lives. Now, that was regarding God's specific will for us, but I want to talk about his general will. And in a sense, I believe this is more important. Because a lot of times when people are talking about, well, what's God's will for my life? I think what they're thinking is, God has this great grand plan for me. And and I'm trying to figure out what he wants me to do. You know, I go to college or be the next Billy Graham or be a pastor or be be something big. And, and maybe he does. I don't know that. Uh, maybe he does have something big like that. But generally speaking, there are few, <laughs> well, there are fewer non-Billy Grahams than there were Billy Grahams. There was only one of him, and there were many of us who were not him. And so statistically speaking, your call might just be a call to something else. And I think sometimes our ego gets in the way, and we want to think, well, surely God has something great planned for me. And I do, I do think he has something great, but it's his version of great. And maybe not necessarily our version of great. Um, one of my favorite passages regarding this is in Micah, Micah chapter 6, and it's verse 8. Um, and, and the prophet said, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? He kind of asks the question, What does God want from you? What, what's his will for you? And then he answers his own question to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Very simple. And I think sometimes we might read that and think, well, yeah, but what's he want me to do? No, that is what he wants you to do. That's what God, that's what God requires of you. That's what he desires, that you do justice, that you treat people justly, that you love justice and you seek justice for those around you, that you love mercy, that you love to show mercy and you become very merciful in your life to others and then just walk humbly before God. I mean, that's a great plan right there. And I think sometimes we do miss the forest for the trees. We're thinking something very big, something specific, and the Spirit of God is just simply calling us to walk humbly, which means, in my opinion, maybe God is calling you to be an auto mechanic who just walks humbly before God, or He's calling you to be a street cleaner to do justice or a window washer, and you'll love mercy. You know, he he might just be calling you to some, what we might call a a mundane job, but in that, to be faithful. And really, there's there's no greater calling. None whatsoever. I remember John the Baptist, and I think it's in Luke chapter 3, he was preaching to the crowds, and they came to him, and and they were convicted by him, and and they... They apparently were baptized and they wanted, okay, now what do we do, John? And I'm paraphrasing. What do we want? What, what, what does God want us to do? 
and his answer was just simple. He said, well, oh, okay, you who have two coats, give to him who has none. And if you have extra food, well, give some of it away. And then, and then the tax collectors came to him, and, and they were saying, well, what do we do? Apparently, they were convicted, and they wanted to change, and they wanted to do something, you know. And he said, collect no more taxes than what's appointed to you. In other words, he was saying, why don't you just stay where you are and be fair? And, and then a group of soldiers apparently came to him, and they said, well, what do we do? And he said, well, don't intimidate anyone, and don't accuse anybody falsely. Just be content with what you're getting paid. In other words, John's advice was, why don't you just stay right where you are? And be faithful. Just follow God. Be a humble person wherever you're, you are. And that is God's will for you. And to be honest with you, I have a tendency to think that His will for us, His very specific will for many of us, is just that. His specific will is that you begin to love mercy, that you do justice, and that you walk humbly wherever he calls you, wherever he plants you. It's a pretty good plan. And I really think we need to focus more and more on just that. Just those things. Micah 6, 8. Take a look at it sometime when you get a chance. And see if that's not what God is calling you to do and to be. And with that, we'll sign off on another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope to see you next time.